You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1156 of the Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Tuesday, and I am joined by Tyler Jones for this episode. If you missed it, episode 1155 is actually part one of two with Tyler. We talked about all kinds of stuff on that show. It should be in your feed right now, and this is a part two of that two-part conversation. So if you missed part one, go back and listen to that, and uh, that gives you all the context that you need for this conversation. And with that out of the way, we'll dive right back in with Tower Jones and myself. Let us talk about Ben Simmons. We could do a lot on this if we want. If we don't have to. Um, but I, I know you've gone through your own personal journey with Ben Simmons trades. I've, I've watched it in real time on uh, on Twitter and, uh, and, t- and messaging you and all this stuff. You've been... Uh, con and then pro and con and kind of pro again and uh and i want you to tell people what you think about this but like you know clearly simmons is available in trade um is he i, I think well that's that's that's, that's the thing so uh before we get they, 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 i don't whether, think he's available whether you even so, want him or not is like a separate question but i've i've been stressing this for a long time and i think it's still the case now there's a month to go it could change but by all indications that i'm aware of Daryl Morey is still asking for the moon for Ben Simmons. I don't know if he's going to get it. He probably won't get it. Um, but at this moment, January 10th, as we're recording this, he is still asking for a price that I know Hawks fans will cringe at if they actually meet that price. Because it's basically because the Hawks don't have a guy that's like a famous player to trade for him one for one. It's going to be a, a deal that nobody likes if, they, if that deal happens right now. Could the price come down? Absolutely. But that's the biggest thing for me, and that's why I don't love Ben Simmons' trade stuff for the Hawks right now. Um, I think it's potentially interesting, which we can talk about, at a certain price. But for me, the price is almost certainly going to be w- below where Daryl Morey's price is, um, which makes it hard. And like the Hawks be- coming out of nowhere, and by the way, this is not a coincidence that, that the Hawks are now linked to Ben Simmons as the Hawks are playing badly. If the Hawks were 24 and 15, would what, they be linked to Ben Simmons? Be. I mean, Tyler, you and I both know if if the Hawks were the four seed right now, would we be hearing any, anything about Ben Simmons? Right? Nope, wouldn't not, be hearing anything. Not, and that, not, and that, a, not that a chance. And that's why, Brad, I would argue the Hawks probably should do nothing. And that's um, a, honestly, I think that's more reasonable than people might think that it is. I know there's this notion now that's like the Hawks should have to do something because they're struggling so badly. I mean, here, here's here's the thing: Trey Young might very well be the best offensive player in the NBA. He's playing incredible basketball offense. Like it's, I mean, he's kind of breaking the sport at the moment. It, it not the last two games because they might have been the two worst games of, his, of of the season. But like overall, I mean, you make an argument he's been playing better than Steph Curry on, on offense. You know, defense is a different discussion, but on offense he's been incredible. John Collins playing at all star level. Clint Capella <sighs> inconsistent as he's been. He, even in his inconsistency, his inconsistency is that he's still a good basketball player. Uh, it sucks that he got hurt when I thought he was actually playing with the level to the level that they needed him to play at on uh, both ends of the floor. Um, so, so it bites that he got hurt again. 
uh, and he can't make free throws. So that that that's not great. Akamu's been good overall. Like he's had some miscues here and there, but overall, like he's he looks fine. He's a real yeah. Thank God he's on this team. Um, unfortunately, I list I named one point guard and I <laughs> yeah. named three big men. Well, here's the thing, like, and sadly, you can't play it. Put a lineup of Trey Young, John Collins. Well, maybe you can't. Maybe you know what, Brad? Oh, if here the we go. Cavaliers can do it. I, I know, I know, Brad. I know, I get it. But if the Cavaliers can do it, get away with playing Evan Mobley, Laurie Marketing, <laughs> and Jared Allen on the floor at the same time, and it'd be a good defensive lineup. Why don't the Hawks try that? You know, let's just put. Okongwu, Collins, and Capella on the floor at the same time. It is by far those three are three of the four best basketball players on the team right now with Kevin Herter being the fifth. I, Kevin Herter might be he, I mean, nah, he hasn't been as good as Okongwu has been. Um, Okongwu's been really good on defense. Like, I, all all the and, and like he makes his free throws and he's got these nice hook, hook shots that Capella doesn't have. He's not the rebounder that Capella is yet, which isn't a shock. No, he, came no, back he is from, not. He came back from shoulder surgery, so his strength probably not where it needs to be. So I'm not I'm not worried about his rebounding long term, but it's probably going to be. It reminds me a lot of what Al Horford went through when he had his issues with his pectorals. Yeah, coming back, it just it's just going to take like that's something if you want to see where having to have your have your arm in a brace for three plus months. Is going to show up. It's it's probably going to be on his rebounding. And has anyone position. made the uh, Horford Okongwu comparison yet? Because it's kind of floating out there. That's all I'm saying. Um, I know it's, Glenn Willis made the. Uh, it's Paul kind of Millsap. out there. I'm just saying he made he made the he made the Millsap comparison. There's some there's and, some out there too. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I like it. It, it. It's very. He's a very. He's on that level of basketball player, and like, Hawks are lucky to have him. Unfortunately, he can't play power <laughs> forward apparently because. Who knows? You know, we, we just they're not gonna, to, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it yet. Uh, they I, should at least. Here's my thing, Brad. They should probably try it. I know it would clog up. The, I know Trey would hate it. Trey would not like it. Yes, that's probably true. But they should probably try it if for no other reason. Our wings are terrible. Well, it would it would help? The, I mean, okay, the wings, the There's wings were, whole... the Hawks are playing right now. Are like, I, look, man, I Bogey is better basketball player than this. Yes, but I this agree. season, he, Cam Reddish, Lou Williams, Danilo Gallinari, Oof, yeah. garbage. Yeah, it's not, going, it's not going. It's not going very well. Um, Flat out okay, bad. That, how well, many basketball players I list right there? Was that five? There were several that you put on your list. Here's the thing about all of uh, what we're talking about now is that like, not to bring it back to Simmons, but like you're kind of making the argument for Simmons in some respects exactly, right now, I am. just because Simmons, we know is a good defender. You can argue like how good of a defender he is, but he is good. He is good at a minimum. Not a rim protector. So uh, well, that's the thing. That's He's why, not, that's why, that's why, by the way, trading him, he and John Collins trading them as if it's a one for one swap and thinking that'll improve the defense. You are out of your mind. You are out of your mind, especially with Trey young still on this team on defense you need two rim protectors at all times with this Hawks team that is very clear has been clear since Trey Young entered the league that you have to have two rim protectors because somebody has to cover for Trey Young getting beat off the dribble or not getting over a screen because he's just not going to do it 
And so you're gonna need some, you're gonna need one of your two rim protectors to cover for him, and somebody else is gonna have to cover for you for your rim protector. And Ben Simmons is Mr. Too Cool Guy. I have never I have yet to see him challenge a shot at the rim. He has never done it. He will not do it in Atlanta. <laughs> he he if if you're worried about effort on this Hawks team, which is the number one issue, I I would wager trading John Collins for Ben Simmons would make this team worse. Because like if the one thing Collins plays hard. One thing Always. I know about Ben Simmons is uh effort, his effort level, like depends entirely on how cool he looks. If he looks poor, he's just going to float off into the sunset like we saw in the playoffs. Like, that's that's the thing. However, I do think him, Collins, Capella could work in theory, and I base this theory solely on watching Aaron Gordon making it work in Denver and me being like, damn it, the Hawks <laughs> should have just traded for Aaron Gordon last year because that's the player they need right now. Oh, you know, you know who mentioned Aaron Gordon as a trade target for the Hawks? It was me. Wasn't it me, Tyler? Did we have this conversation about Aaron Gordon and you didn't want to do it? I'm just saying. I didn't want to do it, Brad. I understand. I didn't no, want to do it. I, I'm just giving I, you a brief. I, no, I didn't believe in Aaron Gordon. But now I'm watching Aaron Gordon and Andrew Wiggins playing great basketball, and I'm frustrated. No, I did. I did reply. When you, when uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned Gordon on Twitter, and I replied to you, and I will just give you the counterpoint there. And it, I think it does matter because Aaron Gordon – is at least willing to shoot a basketball, and Ben Simmons is not, and that makes it a little bit different. Also, Jokic I mean, he is might, easier to he play might, with than he might, he the, might the Capella Atlanta, on offense. He might. I'm not saying he won't. Smoking but, uh, the copium. No, he it, might shoot in Atlanta. He, he all, could. all I say is that because, and for this reason alone, he won't be the primary ball handler because Trey Young is the alpha and the omega on offense. And he and has like to Ben be. Simmons would have would be, but Ben Simmons would be in a lesser role. But I think that would actually help him as a basketball player where he's not the guy who has to generate offense for his team, but instead gets to benefit from playing alongside a league creator where all his ball skills would help. And I think he could actually find a role that would be suitable for him, like where he'll, he'll embrace being, you know, the Lamar Odom type of basketball player that he, he – kind of already is but like he'll just do the little things like shoot a corner three every once in a while which you know it's, it's bizarre he doesn't do it in philly but it's whatever but like here's the thing pipe dream ben simmons not available for trade for trade we'll have more with myself and tyler in a moment but first a word from our sponsors and the first of which is betonline.ag but on the line i'd like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. And with the new year, we have new updated desktop and mobile websites to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% extra cash on your first deposit if you use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. With football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, golf, tennis, auto racing, and much, much more, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available at BetOnline.ag for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports action. And again, 50% welcome bonus with BetOnline.ag if you use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. BetOnline, where the game starts. I was going to ask you, um, is there, if you take Collins off the table, which I know, I, I knew this before you, before we even talked that you, there's no way you were trading John Collins. For I mean, they can trade John Collins. If they want to, I'll, you'll follow him to Philly. Pot out too. No, yeah. I'll just stop watching NBA basketball. Uh, no, and I, and I knew, I knew that was gonna be the case now. Okay. So let's, you just said Ben Simmons is not. Cause here's available. the thing, Brad, I, I don't, 
at heart, I am still a football player. It annoys me how they don't play hard. How I that's know. not like I this see is that. given. Every night I see that on your, on your Twitter. Irritate. Um, Irritate. Okay, so you basically you're saying, is it is it you don't see the, a deal that makes sense for the Hawks or that you or, or that they won't pay enough to get him without without? I problems? mean, I don't even know. If the price would be the Hawks, okay. Give me Cam Reddish. I'll give you a fake trade. Let me me give you a fake trade. Here we go. First round picks, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari. They can include every basketball player not named Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella. Is Daryl Moore agreeing to that deal? I mean, there's probably a line where he would do it, but okay. Let let me give you. Are you sure? Let me give you a fake trade. The Kings are actually desperate. They're trying to do that. Put everybody on the table. Let let me let me let me give you a fake one. Trade happened yet? I'll give you a fake one for the Hawks that I think maybe could get in Daryl's lap. It would be something like Bogdanovich, Reddish, Jalen Johnson, and two first round picks. Yeah, I'd do it. Would, would you do that right now as the Hawks? Uh, I mean. Because the thing is people, okay. I, I, I know one thing, the, the most popular deal that I keep seeing from Hawks fans. And again, I say from Hawks fans is like cam Gallo and picks. Which is like that's not going to get it done. Everyone knows I mean, Gallo is not it, good anymore. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's what it should get done. I understand. Ben Simmons should have no trade value. Well, that's the thing. He's not playing basketball. Because the thing. Okay, I, I'm with you on some level. I'm with that. But the thing about this is like everyone wants to trade Gallo, and that should be an indication to people that like Gallo is does not have value. Like Gallo is not a terrible basketball player still. Like his offense is his offensive stuff is really helpful, but he's making twenty million dollars. His defense is terrible, and like everyone knows around the league, everyone knows that I Gallo mean, is not worth twenty million dollars. Unfortunately knows for Gallo, like he's making twenty million dollars, and like there are guys making the middle. Like he's not better than Kelly Olynyk, and Kelly Olynyk makes what seven? Uh, maybe more than that now, but yeah, it's it's a decent, it's a lot less. Regardless I mean, of what it is. you can get you can get a Danilo Gallinari and all. An all offense, no D guy for the minute. Like and the, they know, and they who, know it now. Who, like the, the guy, thing is, who's the guy for Philly? Who, who who's that? That George, um, George Niang. Yeah, you can get George Niang, and he'll fill the same role. Like <laughs> that's unfortunate uh, for Gallo. Yeah, but it's so, just the reality of, of his situation now as a and, basketball player. And that's He's why I brought, Gall- I brought Gallo player. up. I brought Gallo up because, like, obviously the Hawks would prefer to fill the salary with Gallo. No one's saying otherwise. But like, Bogey actually has trade value, whereas. Gallinari does not. So if you're trying to figure out a way to bridge the gap, or the other does way to do Bogey it, does have trade value? Brad? Well, he has more than more than Gallo does. Um, or or the other way, if you want, if you want to, if you're insisting on doing Gallo, you probably have to give up Hunter and Reddish, is what I would guess. In a sense. I'd do it. It has to be Gallo, Hunter, Reddish, and a pick, or Gallo, Hunter, Reddish, and Jalen Johnson, or something like that, to even make it. And even then, we're still I mean, guessing. They, get, they they'll get Gallo, Hunter. Reddish, and that's it because I'm giving up DeAndre Hunter, who they probably want to keep and probably think. I'm sure they do. Yeah. As the Hawks want to keep. Man, DeAndre Hunter, where's Andrew Kelly so I can yell at him? <laughs> he jinxed us. He jinxed us, Brad. Oh, shouts to It's on him. Um, Because uh, he was like, yo, DeAndre Hunter going to be the second All Star. And I was like, mm, I don't know, but you know what? I like the vibes he's bringing me. Well, one of the things and about this DeAndre whole. Hunter, this whole downturn for the Hawks is that Hunter's not been playing. And while he wasn't, you know, we've talked about this before, he was not very good early this season because of his offense was kind of just creaky and the on-ball stuff was a little bit too much. But 
he is their best defender on the wing. Um, and you would imagine that he does lift their ceiling. So maybe they just get him back and they're improved. Um, and I'll, I'll, I know people don't always love this. People, especially people like, like Cam, I can tell you with absolute confidence, DeAndre Hunter has more trade value than Cam Reddish does. And the Hawks like him more than like Cam Reddish. Those, both of those things are true. Now, you don't have to agree with that, but Hunter is ahead of Reddish in the pecking order. I promise everyone listening to this podcast, Hunter is more valued by the organization than Reddish. And he's also more valued in the league than Reddish. Just saying, this is all true. You don't have to like it. It's all true. So, just saying. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hunter getting hurts. So, I mean, but that's a, that was the the start of the downturn was Bohe getting hurt while Hunter got hurt. And then it's the same thing that happened last hurt. year. They lost three of the four wings. And, like, you can't live yeah. when you lose three of the four it, wings. Got, it was the Knicks game where I think Hurt or somebody got also got hurt. It's the same thing that like happened they, last year. They had three guy. They had three wings out at the same time, and then you factor in like what they weren't getting from Lou and all that stuff. Like it's just it becomes a snowball. COVID hit the team, and like that's it's a snowball right now where they're at right now. Where a lot of their issues, a lot of the reason why the record is as bad as it is, was kind of out of their control, except for the effort thing. Yeah, like that's all fair. I think even, you, you can kind of say too much about it in injuries, some respects. Like. There are some Hawks fans that are just that just say, you know, they've been unlucky and you know, COVID hit and all this stuff. And that's all true. And I've said it along the way. I mean, they've been like if Capella was healthy against the Clippers, they probably win. Yeah. I mean, they've had some happen that's been might, unlucky. They might have if if he didn't hurt his ankle, they might have been fine against the Lakers. Well, both things are true, I think. Both things are true. And that the Hawks have been the Hawks have been unlucky this year, both with injuries. And with the protocols and when they but hit and all that the stuff. Time, and, and, it, and they've the also been timing. bad on defense. And that's the thing. It's the, it's the timing on injuries plus their lack of effort at the same time. Like they don't, they've been unlucky, <laughs> but you know what else? They make, they, and that's why I'm saying it's both. It's, it's both. It's both things. And that, that's what I'm you saying. Can, you can make your own luck by playing hard. Like if you just play hard consistently, you can take out so many of the dumb stuff they give away. They give away that Laker game was so, or people, where Sean's like, John is frustrated about his role and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's pissed they lost against the Lakers who aren't that good. Who they could, the Lakers could not stop them on offense, but they just literally gave them the game. And then they let them stunt on them at Listen, the end with all them dumb dunks. And like I am, I am on, I am on these press conferences, even on the road, we're on Zoom. Nobody's having any fun right now, man. It's just what it is. Like, I don't want to overstate, I don't want to overstate it either. But like the last two games in particular, those LA games, the mood from the players after those games was not good. Nobody's happy. It was it wasn't just John. John was not pleased. And the thing about Collins is that he's he'll say it. He's more he, he's yeah, more willing to say it. That's why he, his name gets brought up in the that is definitely part of it. And then like, but like but bogey, God bogey, bogey was very system. bogey was very candid. I mean, I, I, I don't want to misquote it, but Sarah Spencer wrote about it. Um, Bogey was very candid and said they're just not – they're not very good right now. And that's – it's true. I mean, he said it. And, it and it, when Bogey speaks, it doesn't get the same attention as when Trey speaks or when John speaks. But he said it. Gallo gave an interview recently in which he kind of said the same thing. Like, nobody's having any well, fun right role's now. Role's not defined. And, like, I agree with him. Role isn't defined. Cam Reddish, when, when he's playing alongside Cam Reddish, and Cam Reddish hijacking everything they do on offense. And it's like – well, now we just have this $20 million basketball player in Gallinari 
be a pure spot up shooter. And it's just like, why are we paying him 20 million bucks? Right. I mean, it's it's kind of weird watching watching the role reversal he and Kevin Love are having right now, where Kevin Love is reestablishing his value as an NBA player. And a big reason why Kevin Love's been better than Gallinari is he plays faster. Like Gallinari plays at a speed that this Hawks team doesn't want to play at. And they did it last year. Maybe they need to do it again where they need to slow the pace down to help Gallinari out on both ends of the floor. But like, I, I think the pace that Gallinari plays with doesn't mesh with DeLon Wright. It meshed better with Lou Williams, but Lou Williams just, I mean, it's tough. Like Lou just doesn't have it anymore. And no, he doesn't. I mean, they, they had to move on. Like he got the DMP. It was DMP um, Friday and then active uh, inactive on Sunday. And, you know, Chris Jett said they did that out of, re- out of respect for him. Cause he was going to LA basically. He didn't, he didn't elaborate, but he said that he, he, he did say the words out of respect. It feels like they, Lou's not going to play. He, he did say, he did say they, Lou talked to the team and all that stuff. And it's like, no, I he's think still invested. They had the conversation. I mean, yeah. I think they had the conversation where it's like, Lou, you're, you might be the worst. You're the worst player in our rotation. We I mean, that's winning. honestly putting it kind of, I mean, I don't want to pile on Lou, but if you look at the numbers, there's a case to be made. Lou's like a bottom, Lou's a bottom 10 player in the league this year in terms of guys who have played real minutes. That's how bad it's been. I mean, maybe it might, it might not be this bad. I'm not saying he has to be this bad, but in terms of what has happened so far through two and a half months, it has been really bad. And I mean, he's, he's not, he's, he can't get to his left hand. Well, he's my age now, man. I mean, Lou's my age. Like I know how I feel in the morning. No, I'm not a professional athlete, but like Lou's not young. It's just what it is. And honestly, the fact that Lou was able to still be productive at his size, Lou's not even six one and like 180 pounds max. And he played no the league for 15, for 15 for years. I mean, that's why I said max. No, um, 180. And that's playing the league for 15 years at that size without even being like a great passer is like preposterous. Like Lou has had an incredible career, but like it just might be time. It's okay. And, and it's just what happened. He- and he was doing some nice things with Okongwu in the pick and roll, but it's like they have, they, have, they actually have good, good, good chemistry. They have together. great chemistry, and like unfortunately, he and John just never developed that same level of chemistry. Before we close up shop on this two part episode, a word from our sponsors on the show today. I mean, Gallinari's kind of going that way too. Like he just not, it's just not the same. I mean, last year was he making less than? Is he shooting under forty percent from three? Gallinari, yeah. Uh, he's around 40 right now. Um, no, but, season. I, but you know what? He's shooting 40% from two. I do remember that's from two. That. Yeah. He's, that's, he's 40% from three and like 41% from two. Basically. His two point shooting has regressed tremendously to the point where it's like, yeah, these ISO post-ups, they're just bad offense. Well, and it's just bad. And was it, and was it, and was this a huge mismatch? Cause he had, he had a couple in the last game where he was like very obviously good, good spots for him. And the thing is, he's such a, he's such a, he's he's such missing, a free throw shooter. But, but even, he's not getting the lines much either. But, but even those, like, he's missing those shots. Even against guys he should be making or, or he's getting in good spots. Like, Well, the, the thing about Gallo that I think, in addition to what you're – and I, I agree with you, is the two-point shooting is way down. It's actually a career worst right now, two-point shooting. Um, but the thing that I, I notice more on offense is that he's not getting to the line. Anymore. Well, yeah. Like, he, Gall- Gallo, used, Gallo used to be an incredible um, guy in creating, creating free throw attempts. He's always been a great free throw shooter. He still is. Like he's leading the league right now, free throw shooting, but he's taking f- under five per hundred possessions, which is a career low. 
and Lou, Lou, Lou's the same thing. Lou lived at the line for the a new, you know, I mean, the new career. rule changes hurt both of them clearly. Yeah. So like, it's just hard were, to be, it's hard to be were, efficient when you're Gallo. They were at that the point. king of the, both of those guys were king of the foul baiting. Well, and the last, the last three years, by the way, just why I have it, the last three years before this year, Gallo had a 62% true shooting, which is elite. And he was 60 plus three years in a row. This year, it's 57%. And 57% yeah. true shooting is solid. Like that, that's not bad by any means. But when you're Gallinari and you're a really bad defender, you got to really be, elite, you got to be elite on offense. And he's, and he's not, not right now. So, yeah. And that's, and that's killer. Like maybe he has a run where he makes 10 threes in a game and he remembers his form, but he did it last year that, that Boston game. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just absolutely. I mean, this is, I mean, this, <laughs> it's kind of been a similar year to last year for him until he just made every three pointer in sight, and maybe that's maybe he and Bogus just got to get hot from three, and that'll change the team. Uh, but like it's, I mean, it's it's pretty disappointing uh, overall for the season. Like, there's no sugarcoating it. Like, yeah, I was gonna ask you before we get out of here. Like, you know, but beyond the clear frustrations, you know. Without knowing what's going to happen in the trade market, we don't really know. But, like, where are you at in terms of, like, the season? Like, playoffs, the East. We, we, we won't go through all the teams, but, like, you know, all the projection systems that I've been looking at for the first time in the last week, like, 538 has gone below 50% in playoff odds. And that's the model that's the highest on them. They're, like, 48% because they, they factor into account the roster. If you look at, like, the game, like, the, the, the models that only use, like, the game data from this year, it's, like, 30% that make the playoffs. Like it's pretty grim. I think it's higher than that. Just to be to be very clear, I think it's higher than that. But like, they're the the numbers are not looking great, and you know they're out of the playoffs by a few games, or even out of the playing by a few games right now. And Brad, here here's the thing: they need. I mean they they need to one they probably need to strongly consider playing Dylan Wright a lot more than what they're playing him. He's been literally the only bright spot. You know from the bench or like a guy who's not a who's not a mainstay guy who wasn't drafted from the Hawks but like somebody required like he's been good he probably should play more just because he's been good like the cam thing cam's killing them they may need to just but do you just want to give up the asset when you know he's a good bass like he's a great talent in this league and you know in the right circumstance he's going he could be a good player if he buys in, like I, that that's why I'm like I could see Schlank not doing anything except maybe if if there's a deal available to trade Gallo, to trade him, but like he's not going to give up any. I wouldn't give up any assets to trade Gallo. I would just no. go, go through the season with him and just cut him. Oh yeah, the, five million dollar hit. It, it makes no sense to pay to, just to trade Gallo. Gallo, Gallo, if Gallo gets traded, it will be to match salary along with cam or along with somebody like that like they're not going to just trade gallo to trade gallo for no reason i don't think i just want to pull back a bit this this is what's frustrating they have the talent to win the title they really do but like it's it requires buy-in from guys who just from like it would have for them to be a title team it would have required Cam Reddish to buy in and play a role that he's not just not going to do. So that's one wing down. Bogdanovich has to regain his form somehow. They need him. Like, he's oh, yeah. also one of the leaders of the team. He's one of the mentally 
toughest guys on this team. Him and John Collins are the mental staples of this team. Both of them sound frustrated. That's now I'm worried because those are the two rocks on this team where rain, sleet, snow, or sunny, they're going to do what they do on a nightly basis and they're going to play their game. But Bogey's not playing his game. Like hell, Bogey's not even taking bad shots. Like he, he he's just not in a rhythm on offense. Like remember, I mean, last year, like he would just he would fire him up, Brad. No conscience. Now he's got a conscience for some reason. I don't know what's going on with him. He's talked to somebody. I mean, he was. Uh, if you want, maybe, maybe he's maybe there he's was some good indications against the Clippers. He was more aggressive on Sunday. Yeah, I thought. there might there, he might be distressed over this. Uh, Novak Djokovic. Uh, <laughs> what a way to end the podcast on, on Novak, Novak Djokovic. <laughs> he might be distressed. Uh, that's incredible. No, but I mean, he's pro vaccine, so I don't. I don't think. Yes, so, he is. But, uh, uh, as is uh, as is Gallo. Uh, there was, but, was, but they. Yeah. But I mean, they they really. If, if we want to boil it down, they. Kevin Herter. I feel like Kevin Herter's on the right track. If he brings that defensive intensity the rest of the season, the Hawks have a chance to turn this season around. They they really do. It's still there for them. But they gotta bring it. Like the perimeter, this this not like the perimeter guys can get cry all like Trey Young cry all he wants about all this other stuff that don't matter. Guess what, bro? Your bigs play hard. I ain't got you don't have to worry about their effort level ever. It's you guys. That's your side of the ball is constantly getting beat, not caring that guys shoot over you, not caring that guys go through you guys, not caring you guys aren't getting over screens. And they're covering for you, and you're not giving them anything in return. And it's like, you guys have to start playing better on defense. You guys got to try harder, period. Like, I don't want to hear this crap about it not being effort. Like, we give good effort. That's nonsense. Tate does not lie, bro. You guys don't close out. You guys don't get back on defense. You guys don't do anything that every other team in the NBA does on defense. You shouldn't be the, they should not be the 28th ranked defense in the NBA when you have two rim protectors on the floor at all times. How is that possible? It makes no sense. John Collins puts out so many fires and yet, but then you just give up some easy backdoor crap because you're not paying attention, Trey. How many times did Trey do that against the port in the Portland game? That cost them a few. He did it again against the Lakers. Avery Bradley, bro, are you serious? I mean, he played better against the Clippers, but it's <laughs> like, bro, you got to be this, – this is nonsense. Avery Bradley <laughs> is cooking you? Are you uh, Are you kidding me, bro? Avery Bradley – everybody everybody's slander on the, on the podcast at the end of the show. That's nice. Avery um, Bradley can't dribble, Brad. How is Avery Bradley getting open if listen. he can't dribble? I you're not gonna hear me defend Avery Bradley. Not, not not my favorite guy in the league. I don't I don't I've never really understood the Avery Bradley thing. But uh, yeah, he had a big first half at a bad time against the Hawks. Uh, all right, well, but it's always it's always that team's Avery Bradley going off. Well, yeah, he's not trying. Amir Coffee. He's, he's not trying. Amir Coffee. The Clippers game was actually tough. I thought they were playing good defense. Yeah, they I got you. Okay, shots. they were just making before, shots. Before we get out of here, I got some, I got some pushback after the podcast saying that I was, you know, being too nice about it. And I'm like, guys, I watched the tape again. Like, they played good defense in that game. Like, not they weren't great. They weren't, weren't, like, dominant or anything like that. But they played a much better defensive game. And the Clippers made some shots. And, like, that happens sometimes. Unfortunately, that happened at a bad time because they they had been playing bad defense for a long time. So, like, the score and all that stuff. But, like, 
look at the box score even, it wasn't that bad. But if you watch it, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, the defense was pretty good in that game. It's just that they ran into a buzzsaw with Amir Coffee, unfortunately. Yeah, Mar- Marcus Morris had his one game where he was just making every mid-range pull-up, terrible two-point jumper with a hand in his face. Like, he does that from time to time. So it was like, it's not like they were getting off ball movement, dribble penetration. It was just good shot making from, you know, solid shot makers. Like, that's kind of what Marcus Morris does. Reggie Jackson will make these jumpers. Like, Eric Bledsoe decided he was going to make shots tonight. And, you know, it's just, it happens. And, like, it just coincided with the Hawks' offense. Just, you know, Trey Young just not having it. And, you know, maybe Trey's still struggling from this back injury. Um, and it's affecting him offensively. I, I, I did see something, and I, I, I don't know who said that the Hawks that the Hawks are struggling with traps. That's nonsense to me. Like, there's nothing offensively that's wrong with the Hawks. Um, it, it's just, it's really just, when, but when things go bad on offense, they have to fight back on defense. Like, that's just, the reality like teams aren't going to wait for you to get back like you guys got to sprint back with real effort and intensity or they really need to think about like i mean i say this so many times like cam oliver and west windu was giving the hawks what they needed from a defensive standpoint physicality standpoint and effort standpoint that they're not getting from gallinari or Cam Reddish, or even Bogdan Bogdanovich right now. Free Shondi like, Brown. Shondi Brown, too. Like, um, Matt Hill. Like, those guys were playing hard. <laughs> Mal- Malcolm Hill. Malcolm Matt, Hill's, Hill, Matt, Hill, Matt, Matt, Matt Hill's on the staff. So, that's I'm uh, that's sorry. Shots, I'm sorry to, shots to Matt Hill, too. Matt Hill's like 6'10". He can probably play some minutes for you. Yeah, maybe he'll give him some more effort. Uh, He's around. I mean, but, um, you know, and, like, people want, like, just – Add like, why don't they play the rookies? Like, man, Jalen Johnson, let me tell you something. He's if not Jalen Johnson played with the effort level that John Collins plays with, he'd be on the floor, but he doesn't. Now, I will say I thought um, during his last G League stand, I thought he was starting to slowly put it together defensively, and then he got a shot on the big club, um, and, like, he just looked completely lost out there. So it's like, that's not great. Um Shreve Cooper also looked lost out there, which, I mean, they're, you know, it's tough. Like, that's why that's why teams like drafting older guys because Skylar Mays was ready to play from, from his rookie season onwards. Like, I would think about getting Skylar Mays some more tick out there because uh, I think he could help this team um, in certain aspects. Like, it's weird to say they were missing his defense, but like he's one of the only guys who would consistently dig down and then fight back to close out to his man properly, where he won't get like beat off the bounce until Herder did it last night against the Clippers. Like it's a it's fundamental stuff that they're not, Brad. It's really fundamental stuff that they're not doing on defense, and it's not just Trey Young. Even though Trey Young is like possibly a one the biggest offender, but. I mean, if they don't want to make playoffs, they could just let us all know and just keep, you know, dogging it defensively. <laughs> just, the team off. Rest, yeah, rest yeah. The just, season just off. let us know so I can take the season off. I can, you know, 
Well, uh, read some more books. I I, I appreciate you uh, coming on coming on the show always. So I, I hope they don't pack in the season. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe you'd have some more time for anime or whatever you want to look at and yeah, tweet um, about that I don't understand. You're, all the tweets that you have that I don't understand are about something else. So um, there's that. Uh, I have to get out of here in like two minutes because I have to go cover college football. But um, I think we probably we probably left it in a decent place. I mean, you're frustrated. Hawks fans are frustrated, but it's not, it's not always not lost. If I think we've seen what they can do when they turn it on, unfortunately they have not had it on for most of the season, but uh, it sounds like you're relatively optimistic that they can find it at some point. Like there's still, well, I time. mean, the, the bright spot is that the Trey, Kevy, Bogue, Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich lineups have worked. They've always, worked. they've always worked. Yep. <laughs> and like, they should just go with that until, like as if you're like all right whatever we're just gonna throw you three guys out there pray that you guys figure something out defensively but we're just gonna figure it we're just gonna blitz team on off because brad they smoked the grizzlies and now the grizzlies are super like the grizzlies are not a better team than the hawks but the grizzlies play hard consistently by the way the grizzlies beat the breaks off the Lakers last night. You know why? You know how they did it by playing hard. Yep, playing with effort, intensity. I'm just saying that was there. That, that was a that was a night Damn. and day spot for the Grizzlies against the Hawks. Like they just play is the same situation. They're playing in LA like three days, two two days apart, and the Brad, Grizzlies the took it to the Lakers. Better, how are the Cavaliers have a better record than the Hawks? Uh, they, every, I don't know. Every man, every man in that Hawks locker room should look at the standings and be pissed. <laughs> it's not a basketball Agreed. team in the NBA. They can't smoke when they're playing at their level, but they can't. They haven't done it in a, in weeks since since Bogdanovich first ankle, the the ankle injury. Like they they got to get back to form. They have to. Um, or like there's gonna be real there's gonna be real changes. It won't be trade day. They'll wait to the off season, and then. Then a lot of guys are gonna be gone and shipped out of town for new parts because uh Trey Young's been incredible. Yes. And like all my frustration with him on defense, like that's that's the guy who can win a title. First team, best first, first team all NBA in my mind right now. So so yeah, so about I mean that's that's the that's the bright spot is that Trey Young been incredible. John Collins only make 25 million a year getting all star production from it. He'd get one of the, probably now probably looked at as one of the better contracts in the NBA. Um, right up there with apparently Sabonis, who he's out there. He's on a he's on a mission. Sabonis on a mission to prove we got back, we got we got we got, we got back to Sabonis on uh, on January on January tenth. The Pacers um, somehow have a better net rating than the Hawks and a worse record than the Hawks this year. They are doing some stuff, Indiana. I want to I. I don't want to think about this team or this season. Like, well, hopefully just, it'll turn I, around and you will be able to. Like, I come on, I come on this podcast and I watch the games. I'm not. I don't listen to the discourse. I don't. I'm not on Twitter, NBA Twitter right now, because I don't want to see it. This is embarrassing. That's that's it. Like, I'm. A, if you're a Hawks fan, you should be. A, I, I'm embarrassed, and like, I'm. I'm sure the players are embarrassed, and they're all grasping straws. Like, what? Why are we losing? Why are we playing? So what? Because y'all don't play hard, man. Play with some intensity on defense, please. Get in a stand. Trey, for the love of God, 
if you want to make some change on this team, get in a stance, fight over a screen like you did against the Clippers consistently so that we're not putting out every – so we're not always playing four-on-five basketball on defense. Help us out there. Bogdanovich, buddy, I know you, I know you're, you might not be all there, but guess what? You got you to gotta press up on shooters. This is the NBA, bro. You know damn well if if a, if a defender not pressed up on you, you you pulling up. So you gotta do the same thing on you gotta play hard on defense, bro. Sorry, Kevin, you gotta bring that intensity all the time, please. And like this is all know, today. Besides is Capella it. making his layups, making free throws, please. Forty seven percent. What is happening? It's a, it's a um, career it's a career worst. Well, not career worst actually. He's actually been worse than this before, but he is. Uh, been better than this for a while, so that, that about's back, I think. Maybe a little bit. Mid-50s. That's all you need. Would it? I don't know, man. This, I mean, mid-50s. Mid that's all you need from him. That's all. It's fine. It's, it's, a bit, it's been bad, Brad. Like, it's been it bad. has been. No, like, listen, I'm not, I'm not telling you it's not. There's a lot of good basketball players I just named who aren't playing to their standard, and, like, it's, uh, it's not great. So, it, is, it, is, it is easier to name the players who are playing to their standard than it is to name the players that are not. The, the list is shorter than R. So, uh, all right. Well, we, we've covered a lot of ground. I'm sure we'll have more in the future with Tyler, uh, but I, I have to go. Um, so this will wrap up this, this two-part podcast. Tyler, people can find you where and tweeting about what? Uh, you can find me at Jonesy2x4 on Twitter. Uh, I'm probably tweeting about Hunter x Hunter right now. Or Hunter Hunter. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. But uh, tweeting about that. Great show. It's on Netflix. I think all of it's dubbed on Netflix right now. So if you're not a sub person, uh, you can check it out there. Uh, one of one of the classics, I would say. But uh, yeah, you can follow me, Jonesy2x4. I probably got some other thoughts. But again, I'm dealing with some other issues uh, <laughs> that that's keeping me away from Twitter that are out of my control. Uh, but uh, hopefully they'll get better soon. But uh Thanks for having me on, Brett. No, thanks for coming on as always. And I do hope uh, for your sake that all improves elsewhere and that the Hawks improve to help your mental state because the Hawks can drive you crazy as we, as a, uh, listen, they drove, they drove me crazy for a long it's time. It's the too, so. same shit <laughs> as last year, Brad. <laughs> a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at control now. Uh, thank you, Tyler. I really do appreciate it. As for everybody else, please subscribe to the podcast. Check out Tyler's stuff. We'll see you next time.